Dr. Dennis Vesselbaum is the Vice President of the New Zealand Association of Economists and Associate Director of Otago University's PhD program in economics. Dr. Vesselbaum, thanks for joining Taxpayer Talk. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. Now, if I may call you Dennis through the um, through the interview, if that's um, if, if you know, as we discussed prior, um, but uh, obviously the reason we've got you on here is you wrote a cracker piece in the New Zealand Herald that was published on 13 December, and being that pre-Christmas period, it was sort of lost in the wash. Uh, here at the Taxpayers Union, we've been naturally doing our planning for our campaign activity in 2022, and one of the enormous blinking red lights is this uh, proposed unemployment insurance, which I think that most New Zealanders wouldn't sort of know much about or aware that it's coming. But it's one of those things that notwithstanding the government's promise of no new taxes and it this not appearing anywhere in, in Labor's manifesto at the last election, uh, the government has indicated, and this, there was actually speculation prior to Christmas that the announcement of the details would come, but that this is going to be in place by next year, but 2023, presumably to get it in place prior to the election. And it's pretty extraordinary, and I thought that your uh, Herald piece is probably the most succinct uh, explanation of both what it is and uh, the downsides that I've read. So I guess the the first question is, um, what is a social unemployment insurance or an um, unemployment scheme such as this and um, tell us how it would work yeah uh th- thanks for the thanks for the roses i guess um i i agree that this got a little bit sidetracked by i think other things that took over the media and hasn't received much much attention other than some work out of the uh, new zealand initiative which which also did a very detailed analysis uh of this so what we know is not much about this this uh, quite significant change of of economic policy. So it's supposed to be called social unemployment insurance scheme, something along that line. Um, we know from uh, a speech of the finance minister that it's going to be something like the ACC for health, um, and, and that's pretty much where now we're talking about what we know from speeches and what we hear from through the grapevine. So it's supposed to be, uh, if you become unemployed, you receive up to 80% of what your income was. Up to 6 to 12 months, we, we don't really know exactly for how long. And after that, you go into some other kind of scheme. So let's... let's. So presumably that would be just like we have at the moment, the standard unemployment um, benefit. Some some form of that that obviously I would assume would have to be uh, redesigned as well to kind of fit into this two two tiered system, if you will. But again, we, we have no details about that, so we're just waiting for for some paper to come out, uh, and, and then we can you know uh, uh, analyze that further. But I guess to put these numbers into perspective, um, up to eighty percent. So that's what we call the replacement rate. Um, if you look into you know advanced economies, uh, this rate is somewhere closer to sixty percent, so it seems to be very generous. The up to twelve month uh, seems to be rather on the long end because the average again is something around six months, half a year. And just maybe to have a number in in mind, if we talk about you know what's eighty percent replacement rate, um, if you if you earn something like 
you know, 60,000 a year. That um, gives you something around $4,000 per month. My math is correct. Um, so, so that's kind of the, the magnitude that we're, that we're talking here. So you said in the article that this, ref- quote, this reform is against every lesson economists have learned. You've well and truly um, uh, nailed your colours to the mast in terms of being against this policy. Take us through why, even though we don't have all the precise details or there's a little bit of speculation about, about that, I, I think they'd have to go for the 80%, unfortunately, because that's what where ACC is benchmarked. But why are you against it even prior to knowing all those details? So I, I think without knowing the details, whether it's 60% or 80% or six month or 12 month, uh, what, what the feeling is, what we know about it is that it's going to be large. It's going to be large and it's going to be costly because there's also talks that this is going to be financed by higher income taxes. And we're talking about, again, that's what we talk about, uh, three to four percentage points. So that, that's a large increase. Again, we'll have to wait for the details. And, and would that work a little bit like the UK's national insurance, that it would sort of be a, a premium on the top of your PAYE well, if you're it, in the scheme? Again, I think we'll have to wait for the details. But, I mean, there are different ways to do this. The German system uh, is, is different in that you have an income tax and then you have certain other payments, uh, including uh, insurance, unemployment insurance. Whether we're just going to increase the tax as a whole and then just, you know, by accounting, take, take care of the payments, uh, you know, we, we'll see about the details. But to, to come back to your questions, why, why do we think that this is a bad idea? Um, what I'm trying to convey is increasing unemployment benefits is welfare reducing. And that's important besides all the macro effects that, that we can also talk about, because this government has talked about well-being as, you know, it's, it's main reason for being there. So then introducing a policy which reduces what we call welfare as an economist, but, you know, well-being, I think is more, more PC, um, is, um, it, it is somewhat surprising. And, the, the, the side effects or the trade-offs that you have to make by increasing unemployment benefits is the effects of this. And that is all the evidence we know, every lesson that we've learned since I think this literature started in the 70s, is if you increase unemployment benefits, you increase unemployment levels, you increase the duration of unemployment, which is almost equally bad, and there is some literature on the wage effects uh, uh, that this could reduce wages, although I'm not quite sold on that. The thing is, with, isn't this? Couldn't you make the same argument about ACC though? That of course it encourages people on the margin to say, "Look, it's an accident." To you know the the um, the, the the caricature um, or the or the straw man argument put up um, that it's you know it it, it means that. You sit at home on your ass with, at eighty percent of your wage indefinitely, but I mean, even on even the ACT Party and those on the right, I mean, of course, intellectually, from an economist point of view, a, a monopolised system of ACC shouldn't work. Yet, you know, it's very unique in the world, unlike this, which is quite common around the world. But it works pretty well, and I don't think 
um, even act would I mean there's some introduce some competition around the markets and say the workplace insurance um, uh, account but you know how is this different to ACC because I mean if I was advising the government from a political point of view I'd simply say look ACC works really well why shouldn't we just apply that for people that through no fault of their own lose their job so we we have to think about what we have at the moment in terms of you know um, caring for those who are less fortunate in the labor market and we already have a welfare system in place now from there the question is what's the problem and, and I'm not sure what the problem is uh, again we have no well, the problem about is well, well no, that's easy the problem is that this provides a safety net for up to a year perhaps. For if you lose your job, and let's say you've got a, let's say, um, we're actually even apply to my circumstances. I'm in my mid thirties. Uh, we've got, you know, we're typical um, mortgaged up to the eyeballs here in Auckland. If you lose <laughs> your job, it would be, you know, even for a period of um, of three, four months, that would be enormous strife um, without a scheme like this. Well, I think what we have at the moment is if, if you become unemployed in general, we have, first of all, redundancy payments. So if you, if you get fired um, in, in New Zealand, you'll get a redundancy payment. And I think the, the numbers are... you I... off, you get a redundancy payment. But if your firm, yes, say, goes bust, you wouldn't. Yep. If, you're, yep. if you're sacked, you don't, you don't um, unless it's a sort of negotiated uh, uh, exit. Uh, yeah, I mean that's not that, that's not always the case. So come back to what's wrong, and I'm being devil's advocate here, direct uh, no, of deliberately, course, of course. But what's wrong with an ACC style safety net? No, I, I think I think we'll have to start with what is already there in terms of insurance, and that is private insurance, that is the redundancy, that is drawing on KiwiSaver if you have one, that is the existing welfare system. So we have several pillars that we can rely on if you become unemployed. And further, if we think about this from the macro perspective, unemployment in New Zealand is low, especially at the moment. And even more so, long-term unemployment is low. It's about 9% of those who are unemployed, which compared to the rest of the world, or, you know, the OECD countries with 19%, it's, it's, it's very low, fortunately. So it's not clear to me why we need to step up uh, in in this system and introduce something on top of that that increases taxes by a lot, that has a lot of side effects, which is not going to increase anything, neither well-being, nor will it increase employment or GDP. So so you're saying the main side. You're saying the main side effect. Is that that uh, long-term unemployment will increase because people are incentivized to? Yeah, what I'm saying is I see the benefits that you point out. What I'm saying is the costs are larger than the benefits. Okay, and the, given the system that we already have in place for unemployment insurance, given that other countries do this, what would we likely see if we went ahead with us? I mean, you mentioned some impact on wages. Um, I mean, I, I think this is, again, an, an, um, 
sorry to apply my own circumstances, but they're probably pretty typical for someone my age living in Auckland, is that if you, let's say you have another child or something and you've had a good year, in a lot of jobs you could orchestrate it, you know, that, that you've left. And the idea, frankly, of spending 12 months with the kids on 80% of your wage, but getting 40 hours, or in my case a lot more, getting those hours back in the day, that's pretty attractive. Are you saying that that becomes quite common, or I mean, what 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 are the what sort of safeguards do you have against that sort of people just riding the system? Yeah, so and I think you're absolutely right. So the general argument that that we would make against um, indefinite unemployment benefits at a very high replacement rate would be these these moral hazard. What you're talking about the disincentive to work. Uh, and, and there is evidence for that. We, we know that um, there is one study um, I, I recently reread, which showed that leaving unemployment spikes right before when the benefits run out. So, you know, th- there is support for this disincentive. Uh, oh, yeah. People wait to the 11th month to find a new job. That, that's one conclusion, yes. Yeah. Um, so... And, and the, the problem with unemployment duration and extending this is at least there are two problems for me. The one is the loss in human capital or skills. Yeah. You know, we have learning by doing and we have unlearning by undoing, um, as well as let's call it stigma effects. You know, you've been unemployed for a long time. Um, how likely or how attractive are you to an employer, a possible employer? So, so those are the two effects that we're thinking about. So, those are generally the the concerns around unemployment duration that speak you know that they create a trade off between the benefits and the costs that have to be balanced and um fr- from the economist's perspective is we have a policy in place and we can point out the benefits and we can point out the costs and this this is kind of on the cost side and then whoever is the policy maker has to make a decision on what they want to do it's just again surprising to me that all of this is going to be increasing uh, un- unemployment, unemployment duration, reducing well-being, financed by a massive uh, income tax increase. Without seeing the problem, without seeing you know the, the the direct need for this, so so that's that's why I'm I'm kind of you know surprised by this. I, I think we have other things that we probably have to get to. Uh, uh, before before this massive program, and with the lack of transparency around it, and up, up until now, I guess um, is, is is surprising as well. So we're talking about transparency, as opposed to because there seems to be talk that it will be a separate regime like ACC, rather than just paying your taxes, it going into the consolidated fund, you know this um, big you know mystery whirlpool, and then coming back out as an unemployment benefit guaranteed for everyone on a, on an equal basis basically to keep you out you know so you to keep you out of absolute poverty uh, this a scheme like this would be more transparent at least because you see what you're paying in uh, it would be it would presumably be cash neutral that the tax would cover cover it although I don't know quite how that works when you have high periods of unemployment meaning a downturn in the um, in the economy, is that at least a benefit? I, I guess you could say that. Yes, I think the the system 
if properly designed, can be very transparent, uh, where you can calculate easily, this is either what your contribution is, what your wage is, uh, given a replacement rate, you know, this is what you get out. So, Cause yes, is it, it is. Is it personal it accounts? Possible. I mean, does it will, it, will it show, is it all socialized or is this one of the unknowns? Because, I mean, that's how the, the Singapore model works, where you have you're effectively your own government savings account that you have to pay into. But then that that sort of tagged to you. Does this work like this, or is this more of like the Belgian system or the German, or the, um, the the European systems? To be seen. Um, honestly, honestly, I, I don't know. And and you know, speculation is, is uh, very dangerous at this point about how that's actually going to be operating. So it's it's one of the things where we have to wait to wait and see about you know more information. But in general, I agree it could be more transparent and. How it's actually operated, we'll, we'll have to see. Okay, well, let's just turn to what the way it works overseas then, if, because the government has held up. This is very common um, around the world and pointed to Europe. Um, what if I quit? What if I um, am, am sick of my boss and say, this is impossible, um, you're a dork, I quit. Do I get the? Do I get 80% of my wage for the next 12 months then? So... If we look around the world, I think the the one thing that's common is there is some kind of unemployment insurance. What is more difficult is to compare all these details. So typically there are eligibility criteria. How long have you been working and what kind of job? Um, what's your, your contribution to the unemployment insurance uh uh, see, all of that varies. Um, all these details vary across country. And again, with the, you know, with the small information that we have around this, this proposed system, it, unfortunately, it would be speculation on what will happen if you just walk away from your job. Um, some systems would pay something, some very basic payment, others wouldn't pay. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I can't be more specific on, on what would happen. All, all right. Well, let's go back to the uh, to one of the economic arguments that the left make in support of, of one of these schemes, and that is that it avoids people accepting low-quality bridging jobs. Um, it encourages people to, to, to stay unemployed for the medium term in order to find a better uh, a, a, the job that they are best suited for. How do you respond to that? Uh, I think it's absolutely right. I think it's one of the the uh, benefits of an unemployment insurance system is you know insurance against uh, the the income loss, selling assets. You know, you mentioned your house, um, so that that would be the the main argument there, and then preventing what we call mismatch unemployment or mismatch employment or, or mismatch. Um, which is, you know, I don't have to take on a job where I'm, let's say, overqualified for or where my skills aren't an exact match. So that is one of the key uh, benefits that that this system would have. I, I, I totally agree. And where to from here? What um, do you know? Do we know a sort of timeline? We know the government's been working behind the scheme scenes on this. One of the many working groups has had um, involved the trade unions uh, and the Business New Zealand, uh, even in designing something, and now we appear to be just waiting. Uh, give us a timeline, and whether you think it's possible 
that the government could put this in place prior to the next election? Uh, that's where I would be going for. Uh, I would be surprised if this wouldn't be in some in some form or shape uh, in going through the you know the legal process, uh, the parliamentary process, and I would assume that it will be in place before the uh, before the election. Wow. That would be that would be my timeline. Everything else would be surprising to me. So I, I think we will be fast moving on this. I want to conclude with your conclusion in your New Zealand Herald piece because I think you've 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 undercooked this interview a little bit from from your excellent article. But of course, we'll link to the article uh, in the description to this podcast. You say, in conclusion, you will be paying higher income taxes, have lower income, and pay higher prices, such as the government can implement a policy which will be harmful for the economy in many ways and reduce welfare, which this government claims to be its reason to try. This reform is against every lesson economists have learned. In your final um, paragraph, in my opinion, this shows the Labour government does not care about designing useful economic reforms that would lead to better outcomes, but rather does whatever is required to transform Aotearoa into a socialist welfare state with a central government controlling all aspects of life. Do you think that this is really about control? Uh, and if that's the uh, if if that's the case, do you think that we can beat it? So, in in my personal opinion, I think that this is again a move towards big government and higher taxes, um, doing a policy where, again, I do not see the problem in the first place to come up with an evidence-based solution that would not increase unemployment, not its duration, where, in short, the benefits are larger than the costs. So, again, until you tell me what the problem is, I can't tell you what the good solution is. This, again, the, the basic story is increasing unemployment benefits has side effects. Of course, it depends on how much you increase it, but this seems to be very large. Can, do we want to beat it? Can we beat it? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think this will go through the parliament and, and will be in place. And with all these social programs, they will be growing over time. Once there is an election, somebody will say, you know what, we're going to be increasing the social benefits by this and this. This is what we see around the world. So there will be a competition around this and, and we'll just go grow, 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 grow. Um, well, that's, so, so, yeah. From a taxpayer's union perspective, that's pretty good motivation to beat it. I, I think we can, um, but we've got to get to work to do it. And uh, you uh, raising the flag on this important issue um, uh, is you know is is a great contribution to that, Dr. Dennis Vesselbaum. Thank you for joining Taxpayer Talk. Thanks, thanks for your time. 